This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome in a new episode of the Storm Center Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Everhart. Uh, winter sports are in full swing, but we have a couple of fall sports that are saying, nah, 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 I'm not done yet. We got a couple tournament teams going to be very exciting. Football is going to be working for an MIAA championship this weekend and uh, have a bunch of stuff to go over and a special interview at the end of this episode. So stay tuned for that. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into it. Hit it. Storm Women's volleyball beat Adrian 3-2 in the first round of the MIAA tournament on Tuesday. They unfortunately got swept by Hope on Friday. Congrats on a great season, and we cannot wait to see them next year. And congrats to Sam Carlin on earning all MIAA second team honors, and Jacqueline Boffman on earning all MIAA first team honors. Women's soccer beat Calvin on Tuesday on penalty kicks in the second round of the MIAA tournament. They unfortunately lost to Hope 3-1 to in the MIAA tournament final. Congrats on a tremendous record-breaking season that will be continued because they received an at-large bid for the NCAA tournament. They will face off against the 11-5-1 Carnegie Mellon in the first round of the tournament. Women's basketball went on the road to historic Hinkle Fieldhouse to take on D1 Butler in an exhibition and lost 68-61. They'll be opening their season at home as they play Kenyon on Saturday and Denison on Sunday. Women's ice hockey went on the road to St. Olaf and lost 4-3 on Friday and, and lost 4-1 on Saturday. They'll be on the road at Concordia, Wisconsin for this weekend. Synchronized skating was in the Diamond Classic on Saturday and they are second in the conference after week one. Cross Country will be in the Great Lakes Regional at my high school's home course at Blue River Cross Country Course in Shelbyville. Men's soccer beat Calvin 1-0 on Wednesday to advance to their second straight MIAA tournament final. They then beat Kalamazoo 2-0, and they are going dancing. They will face off against Otterbein in the first round of the tournament. Congrats to Tyler Murphy on repeating as Offensive Player of the Week and Colin Nikoski on repeating as Defensive Player of the Week. Men's ice hockey split games while on the road at Fredonia, losing 4-0 on Friday and winning 5-2 on Saturday. They will be at home for the weekend as they face Concordia, Wisconsin on Friday and Saturday. ACHA D3 men's hockey played at Adrian on Saturday. They will be playing Lake Superior State on Sunday. Men's wrestling was in the Muskegon Cross Community College Open on, on Saturday. They will be hosting the Trine Invitational on Saturday. Football went on the road to Alma, winning 37-23. They'll play at Hope. At Hope. They'll play Hope at home on Saturday, hoping to get an MIAA tournament, uh, hoping to win the MIAA tournament. Men's basketball opened their season with a 61-52 victory over Mount St. Joseph. They will be at Manchester on Tuesday night. And now, of course, to come in and talk about the hockey teams, uh, Jacob Nelson, welcome back. Glad to be back. So... Interesting weekend for both teams. Uh, as we have women's ice hockey, they uh, lost. They went 0-2 over the weekend. And then men's ice hockey splitting games. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead and jump into it. What happened? So women's hockey, what, yes, we lost both games, but it wasn't a bad weekend. Mm. Uh, all of their goals were tips, screens, or a rebound in front. There wasn't any like 
clean ones. She might have wanted to have one back. One of the goalies might have wanted to have one back. But other than that, it was a good weekend. We tried to come back Friday. And then Saturday came up, got, uh, got off to a strong start with a one nothing first period. Third period, we were not 100%. Okay. And then the second two periods, we were outshot 32-16 to 16 Ooh, for the man. Saturday game. So it wasn't a bad weekend, but it could have been better. Yeah, definitely stuff to work on. And, you know, it's just sometimes it happens, you know, especially when you're going on the road, just yep. kind of weird. So On the road is a weird feeling. Yeah, it's just like you're – just getting off of a bus or sleeping mm-hmm. in a hotel bed you're just not it's it's not it's not ideal yeah there's definitely a home ice advantage aspect oh 100 percent, and that's the way it is in every sport and then uh for men's ice hockey they went to fredonia losing 4-0 on the first day but then coming back huge with a 5-2 victory mm-hmm. the 4-0 game wasn't as 4-0 as you would think okay we we dominated a lot of the play. We outshot them fifty to twenty four. So okay, goalie stood on his head. I have class with one of the player, a few of the players today, and goalie stood on his head. Oh. Insanely, like it, one of the best goalie performances he'll probably ever have. All right. So nothing to go too much off of that because that's a once in a season kind of performance. It right. Sounds like, and then Saturday. Uh, Saturday. We came out 40 to 30 in shots, gave up the first goal, but we did a good job of staying with it and scored the next four. So <laughs> definitely a way to be resilient there. Yeah, 100%. And yeah, when, especially when you go back and see 4-0 and then a 5-2, to two, it's just really important, especially when you hear that the 4-0 was an outstanding performance by the other goalie. Yeah. And then Saturday, uh, our freshman goalie, Christian Wong-Ramos, Picked up his first college win, making 28 out of 30 saves. Nice. So Let's go. Freshman got some playing time. Freshman got the win. Yeah, and that's, that's really important. You know, it's beginning of the season. You're like, okay, let's put the freshman in there, see what he can do. Yep. And came out and did his thing. <laughs> it worked out. So for the weekend, uh, the women's team will be at Concordia, Wisconsin, while the men's team will be at home playing Concordia, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, how's it looking for the women's team? So the women's team, the Concordia team is con- currently three and two. Uh, they're, they had a few wins, uh, one against Lawrence, which was a big win, 11 nothing. And then they've beat St. Norbert and St. Benedictine, which they've also lost to those same two teams. Okay. So it could go either way for them. Uh, their schedules aren't really showing much because of t- time played. There's only five games for the women's team. Right. So you can't really account too much for that right now. And then the men's team, they're coming off a 8-1 loss to Aurora. So they're going to be coming back with a lot of Vengeance. energy. Yeah. Luckily, it's at Trine, so hopefully the crowd can help calm that. Hopefully. And those will be at a – what time are those games? The first game on Friday is at 7, and the second one is at 6 at, on Saturday. Okay. So, so, yeah, Saturday's packed. Yeah, Saturday is packed. I'm, I'm yeah. working the football game at 1, and then I, I have to go to the yep. fo- uh, hockey game after that. So I'm working – 
the football game for camera, and then I'm doing commentary on the basketball game at seven. <laughs> yeah, so. it, it's a packed day. There's a lot of the uh, SID assistants working to the, two or more events, right? Because of the number of competitions going on at Trine. Yeah, it's it's so tough when uh, seasons overlap. Oh yeah, just. It's only going to be like another week or so, but now yep. it's just, oh, man. Because you still got soccer playing. You still got football playing right yep. now. And then you got all the winter sports starting up. Yeah, and then with, you know, soccer going into the – both teams going to yeah. the tournament. Football could make a run Yeah, something if they if they win on Saturday and Albion loses. Yeah. We'll be champions. And it's just – a lot of the SID people and some people that broadcast never kind of like, man, can we just – can we, calm, break? can we calm down just for two seconds? We love all the teams winning. It's just like, we want a small yeah. break. Yeah. And yeah. So pack day of sports on Saturday, watch a football game, then watch the part of the hockey game. And then if you want turn tune into the basketball game, just all uh, actually you, you could, I think you'll be able to do hockey and basketball at the same time because we do two events at a time. You might be able to. I'm not 100% sure. I'm not sure how that works. Let's bounce back and forth, you know, yeah. whatever. What, uh, hockey will be at intermission. Basketball, I don't think the halftime or quarter breaks uh, are that long. No, they're not too long. So I know hockey intermissions are about 15 to 17 minutes. Yeah, that's weird for me because when I ever do camera, you're sitting there just doing nothing for 15 minutes. Yep. I'm kind of like, I need to be doing something. <laughs> yeah, when I'm doing hockey, I end up running the stats, which only takes about a minute. So I'm yeah. just sitting on my phone for the other 15, 16 right. minutes. So, say that at one point when I was working, there was a scrimmage going on in MTI at the same time. Yep. And so during one intermission, I was like, okay, I'm going to go out and watch this game because <laughs> I know I got time. Yeah. If you got the time. Yeah. It's just, and yeah, I, a lot of sports, man. A lot, a lot, yeah. a lot, a lot. And then our uh, triathlon team's going to Arizona this weekend for nationals. Oh, they are, aren't they? Yep. Yeah. I forgot about that. And then. Uh, cross country is doing the Great Lakes Regional. It's, just, <laughs> it's a packed day for yeah. us here at Trine. <laughs> Which I'm kind of a fan of. I know there are a lot of people that for like yeah, one event at a time. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm all for it. I love my sports. Yeah. But I want some time between. Right. I'm lucky for hockey to uh, football to hockey. I have about an hour, hour and a half before I have to be at the ice rink after football. Yeah. So I got time for a food, maybe quick nap. And say so I got like a two hour window before I head over to MTI. <laughs> well, I go from MTI back to MTI because I'll be in the control room and then I'll be on the floor. <laughs> so just according to our website, there are nine trine athletic competitions because men's soccer is playing all, on Saturday also. Yep. And women's soccer. Yeah. So those will be away, but yep. we'll still we're have at to keep our eye on for them. men's soccer and at McDaniel College for women's soccer. Yeah, it's weird with the NCAA tournament playing on neutral. Mm hmm. So crazy. Yeah, we're going to Westminster, Maryland for women's soccer. And then Otterbein's near Columbus. Yeah, that's so. not too bad. That's a lot better than Maryland. Yeah, 100%. And uh, so with that, uh, anything else with hockey going on? 
that one, we should know? One thing I'm really impressed with with our hockey teams is we talked earlier this year about how we needed the differences between goals for and goals against uh-huh. minimized. Yeah. Our women's hockey teams even right now at two and a half each. And then our men's team is at three and a half goals for and only two and a quarter goals against. Okay. So we're doing really good at shrinking that margin. And then special teams are looking good so far. There's only a handful of players on both teams with a minus rating. For those that don't know it, minus is when a team, a player is on the ice for an opposing team goal. So if Trine scores on Concordia, the players on the ice for Concordia get a minus. Okay. And Trine players get a plus. So there's only a handful on each team with a minus. Nice. Which is really which is really nice to have. Yeah. Because yeah, you just don't want to be you. <laughs> you don't want to be don't on the ice when the other team scores. Yeah. It's not a fun feeling. Yeah, don't be a part of it at that point. Take it from someone who knows. It's yeah. not a fun feeling. <laughs> Because then you have to skate slowly back to either center ice or <laughs> off the ice and see the other team celebrate. It's it's just not a fun feeling yeah, to not, have. Not great. So uh, with that, is there anything else with hockey? Uh, no, I think that's it for this week. For this week. All right. So uh, hopefully we'll be back next week if the schedules allow. I, they should allow. I I have nothing. So oh, we're going to the Thanksgiving break. I think. Is that next week? Uh, two weeks from today. Two weeks. So, oh, getting a little yeah. ahead of myself. I'm gonna have to record on Tuesday. I won't be home till that Wednesday. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> sorry, mom. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's it for hockey. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now to move on with uh, John K. As we talk about football and basketball. All right, now we're going to move on to football where uh, Trine went on the road to Alma winning 37-23. Uh, pretty good game. As you were you were talking before we hit record, you know, uh, they, we were down at halftime, I think, right? Uh, no, just before, not too long before halftime we were down. I was working the basketball game, so I didn't get the chance to watch. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, late in the second quarter, down 10 nothing, and I'm like, man, what is happening? Like, I know this team's the second-half team, but... Yeah, but you're I, I like, mean, Alma's something. Alma's tough, but I was like, man, I I figured it would be we wouldn't be being shut out. And then, you know, little did I know, they you know, yeah. it didn't last too much longer than after I quit looking. Yeah, wh- when I get on Twitter and I see that uh, it was like defense stifles Alma or something like that, I was like, okay, cool, we got some stops like that. No, we had two pick sixes, and Aaron Dean also added an interception to that, and uh, just insane numbers. Yeah, that's a great start to the second half. Back-to-back pick sixes, Pollard and Zach Kornack. I mean, that's that's huge. That's a huge momentum swing, especially on the road. On the road and having the last two scores going into the locker room. I mean, that's just such a quick change of direction that, yeah. I mean, that's going to leave Alma reeling, and obviously it did the rest of the game as we put up 21 in the third and Alma just kind of struggled along in the second half. Yeah, and another uh, momentum shift, Aaron Dean housing a punt for a touchdown, earning him MIAA Special Teams Player of the Week. And, uh, yeah, Aaron Dean had a really good game. Not, I mean, obviously had the touchdown, but also an interception. And uh, on the offensive side, Alex Price goes eight, 10 for 18 for 134 yards and two touchdowns and two interceptions, along with 40 yards on 13 attempts on the ground. Zane Kirby going for 69 yards on 17 attempts. Kyron Pearson for 15 yards and a touchdown on one catch efficiency 
as always. Efficiency. Every, every single receiver has efficiency. an efficient game. Uh, Ronnie Johnson goes for 12 yards on touchdown, also on one catch. Efficiency at its finest. Kale Austin going for 76 yards on five catches. And then also the defense had three sacks from Kyle Nave, Jamon Gibson, Zach Kornack, and combined for seven tackles for loss, which... John, you were pretty on the money when it came to your predictions on defense. Yeah, imagine that. I got lucky. <laughs> Ooh, go me. <laughs> so, and now uh, getting ready for Hope, where some championship implications are on the line this week. I believe Albion loses and we win that we get the championship. Yeah, I don't know how the tiebreaker works. Uh, uh, it's I'm not exactly somebody's sure. gonna have to explain it to me, but. Step one is winning, obviously. Yep. You have to beat Hope and kind of take your destiny into your own hands almost Yeah. by beating the Flying Dutch, which it's that week, and you're going to see a lot of it around campus about Go Thunder. Yep. <laughs> um, and it's going to be a tough one. It is not going It's not going to be an easy game. It never is when Hope comes to town. And you can definitely feel the juice about the rivalry with it being with it being hope and how good we were and then how good hope has been. Mm -hmm. And obviously Albion has stepped up, but I mean, man, it's just, it's that game. It's just that game of the year. There's a, there's a reason it was scheduled last and you could almost, you could really feel it when the schedule came out. Like, okay, if the thunder, if we start good, yep. That game is going to be huge. That's why it's the last game of the year. And we have, we have, we mentioned it right at the beginning of the season. Hey, hope's that last game. Yeah. Have to get through everything else first, but hope's going to be last. And that's really what the whole season builds up to. Um, The last time we played them, homecoming 2019. Not great. Not good at all. Yep. So, man, redemption time. Completely different team than that team played two years ago, two years ago, two years ago. Yes, two years ago. Math is good. <laughs> not a math person. Um, not a math person, by the way. It's redemption time. Yep. And that's, you know, hashtag enough said. Yep, enough said on that. And, yeah, like I said, you got to get through the Hope game first. But if we do win, Albion will have to lose to Alma. And we will be 5-1 and one of the conference. Albion will be 4-2. and two. So that should mean that we would win in the conference. And then we have to... Give up our firstborn and lose our right leg, <laughs> and 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 tiebreakers are confusing, man. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. If, I mean, it doesn't. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, though. We win, Albion loses. We win, yep. but uh, I believe oof. if since we lost to Albion, that's our only loss in conference that they would win a tiebreaker. That would be it in the simplest terms, but you know that's not how it's going to be. No, the big, it's the MIAA. They probably have like a coin flip or something like that. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I, this happens every time. John's man. gone in a month. He doesn't care anymore. <laughs> oh, man. So, with that, uh, how are we looking for hope when it comes to stats? Well, coming off a loss, which we like that. We like that a lot. Um, big, big fan. Not of Albion, even though that's who beat him. I'm just a big fan of the L in the yep. in the score column. It's kind of like, you know, when you're rooting, like, 
Say I'm a Purdue fan, and sometimes you got to root for IU hey, just for was, implications for Purdue to get better. I was rooting for Purdue last week, man. I'll tell you that much right now. Yeah, we got revenge uh, for you guys. Boiler up. Yeah, we got screwed. I'm not going to talk <laughs> about it. I still want Jim Harbaugh fired. That's neither here nor there. Um, for Hope, Junior Chase Brown's their quarterback. 16 touchdowns to eight interceptions. 131 completions for 200 or to 204 attempts for 1,800 yards. You know, he's going to be your prototypical, more safe than risky quarterback. Not going to okay. try. He's going to try and keep himself out of trouble, even though he has a two touchdown to one interception ratio, which really isn't that bad. No. Um, their run game is headed by Daniel Romano, another junior, 121 rushes on the air for 825 yards, nine touchdowns, averaging 91 yards per game. Trying defensive front is going to have to do what they've done all season long. And it is going to be difficult because Hope, offensive line, pretty decent. Obviously, mm. if you're averaging, well, they're averaging over 100 rushing yards per game. But right. 237 rushing yards, over 100 for one person is what I meant to say. But that front that front four is going to be crucial. Jacob Yoder, Jamon Gibson, Kyle, um, blah, not Kyle Nafe, Kyle Nafe's linebacker. Getting ahead of myself. Uh, Jacob Jackson and Kendall Himes. Those guys are going to have to be huge up front. You cannot let that offensive line get to the second level and you're just going to have to eat space. It might not be a big week stat wise, but you have to do your job up yep. front. And I mean, we already know Jamon Gibson's going to get double teamed, yep. but you have to, somebody else has to step up and also command a double team and, you know, leave only one person for right. Numbers, math, something like if that. Two people are getting double teamed. That would be a one, one on one. Yeah. And then well, the fourth person. I guess two people aren't going to get double team. Well, we can hope. You never yeah. know. But you know, you're just going to have to hope. No pun intended. <laughs> that uh, somebody else steps up on that defensive line. Again, might not be a big stat week, but it could, for the defensive lineman. But it could be for Nafe and Pollard if they're the first ones in there, which right. most weeks they are. Yeah, and yeah, especially since it may not be a big stat week, as you said. But I don't think that's going to matter in the end when you're. Uh, Way when you're going to the tournament for NYAA. Yeah, and and it, it's it's definitely not gonna matter if you beat Hope. Yeah, you're not gonna care what your stats were as long as you get the W, and that's yep. all that matters. And that's what makes this team so special. And we've talked to both Keyshawn and Yoder about it. And then they all they care about is getting wins, man. And that's all they yep. want. And uh, this week's a big one. It's a big one to have. It'd be a it'd be a Bigger capital W than the other ones. Yep. In that win column. And I believe it's time for our predictions as I'm going to see who is on the call for this weekend. It will be Andy Brown, Ben Wangard, and Nick Woolley on the call. I'll be out of town this weekend. Family family business to attend to. I will be doing camera, so hopefully I don't screw it up. Yeah, don't screw up, Drew. Yep. That PTZ camera is touchy. Yeah, very touchy. <laughs> I'm not, not really a fan of it. Yep. So, uh, on to predictions, of course, John's going to let me go first. Yeah, because I'm a nice guy. <laughs> um, I don't even want to make predictions this week, man. I just... Really? Yeah, there's there's so many different directions this game could go. That's true. That's I mean, that, I guess that's why we make the predictions, but keep them simple this week. Okay. That's what we'll do. All right. Just scores. Just scores. Yep. Cool. We'll do the hard one. Cool, 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 cool. Um, I'm going to say close game. I'm going to say that we went on a game-winning field goal 
You're about to take my score, aren't you? I don't know. Am I? Probably. 24-21. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you jerk. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> Screw you, Drew. Uh, uh, Hail Mary, 28-21. Okay. <laughs> All right. Make I it like interesting. <laughs> On a Hail Mary. Yeah. For us, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. There's just something in the air. Yeah, it's um, that it's 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 our time. I yep. mean, there's a lot of whew, there's a lot riding on this game, yep. and it's definitely put up or shut up time. Yep. I, this team has put up all year, and I expect that to happen one more time. I mean, it gets not really put up or shut up time, but yeah, I mean, it is. It, it, it is. is. Um, I expect this team to put up. That's what they've done all year. It's time for everyone to become even more of a junkyard dog yep. than it's, what they have been. It's time to write your name in the uh, legacy book nah. and be some, you know, be something that's talked about ten years down the road, twenty years down the road. Yep. When can you believe that so and so did this in the hope game? Yeah. You know, it's it's that kind of week. And then on the ten year anniversary of this team winning the conference championship, they will all be back on at Zollner saying. Look at this hope game. This is what this is why we're here. Yep. So and this is where legends are made. Stealing somebody's punchline, but I don't care. It's mine now. <laughs> All right. So um we're gonna move on to basketball now. Yes. As a very good game over the weekend for the men's team. Yep, over Mount St. Joseph. Man, that was a oh wow, that was a barn burner. Yeah. No better way to start the year off. That- um a lot of people will say that, hey, Mount St. Joseph did not do good last year. This team was like what two and twelve or something two, like that. I think it was two and ten. Okay. What we I found, but yeah, just a team that you look at their record and you look at their numbers and you're like, eee, yikes, yeah, not good. That team was tough. They're, yep. They were going blow for blow. Yeah, and much like you'll find out in a few minutes with our certain interview e um, guest they returned they returned some players yep. and man they they were they were tough but man it's that trying team is just a different level of tough really yeah and so resilient just because shots were not falling for them i mean let's be real they were just yeah. they were good shots they just, it was a lit on the rim yeah i mean well where to go did i click on the right thing i did <laughs> Wow. Okay, that was rough. Um, it says thirty nine percent here for the first half, but that doesn't seem right because it was. Ew. It was well. I guess it is because Mount St. Joseph shot the lights out in the first half. They yeah. shot fifty percent, but trying the shooting woes in the first half. I'll say the first fifteen minutes because yeah. really when they started to heat up was the last five minutes of the half. Yeah, and one thing I was kind of disappointed in them in was. That last five, like I said, the last five minutes of that first half was great. Second half, it all, it was almost like it didn't happen. They didn't uh, take advantage of that momentum to me. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to take, I'm sure. I mean, it's it's not easy coming out of halftime, especially when you go in on a run like that. Right. But they came out and they did this, They did the right things and did what they did what trying yeah, basketball it, does. It was, they played defense. It was just like, the, that is true. It was just like those first two minutes of the second half. I feel like you could have. Yeah, it sw- swung a lot more. Yeah, but, but they did the job. And yeah, they, they did the job. They got the win. I th- the most important thing is learning how to win the tough games now. 
And yep. this team, as much fun as it would have been to watch a blowout, which not fun to call, but no, it's fun no. to watch. Um, you got to learn how to win the close games. And this team did that a lot last year. And there's yep. no better way to start this year off than Especially, uh, winning one. That one game over winter break, it's like one of their first games on the road. Nick Bowman hitting that game winner. when They, oh, were, yeah. they were down by like 10 When, when the whole team like went like Tracy McGrady mode and <laughs> came back in the last 30 seconds. Yeah, that was wicked. Uh, one of my biggest standouts from the game was Aiden Warzeka. Because first half didn't really do a lot. And also another thing on this team, they miss a lot of free throws, which I, you know, they'll get that fixed. Yeah, Miller, Miller talked about that in the uh, <laughs> in the post game interview. Yeah, and, you know that like whew. that whole Sunday practice was just free throws. Probably, that's but a really good point. One thing I was thinking at halftime, I was like, man, Aiden really needs to step up because he didn't show out that much in the first half. Ended up finishing with seven points, doing exactly what we needed him to do. Yeah, I'm, the thing with Aiden. Aiden's such a talented basketball player. And if you look at the box score, you're really missing the impact. Yeah. I mean, he's just, he's so solid defensively constantly on the defensive end. Aiden, Aiden Warzeka is just a constant on the defensive end. So the box score might not wow you, but right. I think Aiden, Aiden played really, really well because obviously everybody, everybody struggled on the offensive end. Yeah. Um, like even post-ups around the rim, like yeah. right under the basket, still weren't falling. Yep, which, again, in two, three weeks, those shots fall. Yeah. Literally, even next week, those if shots fall. If this game was, like, maybe a day or two later, it's probably a blowout. Well, even if it's a game or two later in the schedule, it probably is. It's all about yeah. getting back in that game rhythm, which we'll touch on in our interview. Yep. Um, but, yeah, all around, I mean, it. man, team played – Obviously, with the shots not falling, this team played extremely well. I yeah. think, obviously, obviously for early season standards, they played extremely well. On the defensive end, they were clicking 95% of the game. Mm-hmm. It just looked, it looked good. It looked good yeah. and a lot of stuff to build on going forward, which, man, I mean, thinking back to just before lineups were announced, I watched those guys walk off the court and I looked at Andy and I go, Oh, they are locked in. That's yep. terrifying. And uh yeah, that's I think a really good indicator of what we're gonna see the rest of the year. This team is this team is tough as nails. Yep. And again, if you look at the stats, just doesn't look that great. But the bench really came in to save the day. Like Mitchell Geller only having two points, but he had an impact that you you can't see in the stats. Yep. Uh, and those two points at that point in time, they were just huge. a nice, calm layup yeah. in a really, really, really pressure-intensive moment. And it really reminded me of the MIAA tournament last year when Mitchell Geller just massive down the stretch yep. at the end of last season. Um, Hayden Jones, two big threes off the bench. Huge. An- again, just a pivotal moment, and he steps up, knocks down two triples. He ended up getting a late block that he came from out of nowhere, and then Bryce Williams copied it a couple of drives <laughs> later. Oh, and Geller with his block yeah. in the corner. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I almost uh, missed man. that on the camera. Block, I, I was block party, but, man, this team, again, just has that special feeling surrounding it, and uh, it'll, be a lot of, it'll be a lot of fun watching them going forward. Yeah, it's super fun just to see. I just can't wait for the women's team to start. 
I'm just this weekend. Yep. This weekend, I will be out Two of games. town. Sadly, I will be on the call for both games. I believe it's Andy and I for Saturday, and then myself and Ben Wangard on Sunday. Have fun. I will play by play debut, <laughs> kind of minus the softball thing. Yeah, minus the three and a half innings of softball I did. I'm sure you did great. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't there for either of them. That is true. So with that, the women's team they're gonna be. They're going to play Denison and Kenyon this weekend, both at home in the Cameron Memorial Hospital Classic, I think it's being called. I saw it on the schedule. I'm not sure. Yep. Sure. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um, uh, yeah. We oh, already, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah if, we, we already did our uh, preview last week, which if you haven't yeah. heard that. If you haven't heard that, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, tell a friend. Please. And please. Please. <laughs> It's our livelihood. <laughs> we don't get enough listeners. Josh will take us off the air. Um, completely kidding. But no, make sure to go check that out. And uh, what else was going Oh, show up to the games. Duh. Yeah. Be there. Crowd was awesome. The crowd was off the chain on yep. Saturday. It was awesome. Need that all season long. And Miller even talked about how incredible having the crowd was there because it really shifted the momentum of the game. So keep showing up. Keep being loud. Shout out Sean and Colden. They were front row. Those are my guys, homies, doing the work. Yeah. And, man, yeah, that atmosphere is incredible, especially with the T-shirts being given out, play like number 11 for Reese. Yep. Um, which, did you get yours signed? I did not yet. Oh, man. By Reese? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get it signed. Okay. So I just need to get mine washed and all figured out so I can start wearing it. I'm going to. I'm going to wear that until it's threads, Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Just make sure the spot that got signed does not go to threads. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I believe that should be it, right? That's it for this part. We have interview. Yeah, get ready for a uh, special interview with a very special guest, and that will be playing right now. And now we have a, a very special guest. Not every day we have an All-American in, in the booth. Uh, Nick Bowman, thanks for being here, man. Thank you guys for having me. And the crowd goes wild. Yes, sir. <laughs> so uh, one thing I already want to ask you, uh, are you good after that undercut you had? <laughs> the St. Mount St. Joseph player? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. That was just, I mean, shocking to see. I know when you're shooting a three or something like that, you're supposed to be able to land. And I was surprised <laughs> when I was coming off the rim that I wasn't able to land. Yeah, I guess the refs didn't think so either, but I was we're right all good at it. I was doing camera. I was under the basket, and I like looked around. I was like, did anyone not see that? <laughs> I looked around, too. I was looking at my bench, and I was looking at the refs, and they were just keep playing. I was yeah. like, I guess I just got to get back on defense. I guess I'm not allowed to land today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Landing rate, landing space overrated anyways. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, obviously – Getting the win on Saturday against a very good, well, very tough Mount St. Joseph's team. The record didn't really show that they were going to be that great, but that team had a lot of returners, Damn. and, man, they were just good overall. I don't know what else to say. They were just tough. Yeah, it's hard to judge a team based off, like, last year's, like, record if they were 4-10 because that's only, like, not – or in-conference games. You don't know how well they're going to do outside of conference. And then, I mean, they returned their two best players uh, – Devin Young and Brady Thomas, I'm pretty sure their names were. And they have some good freshmen coming in. One of the kids that played went to my high school, too, and he's a great guy. And they just, I mean, they exposed our weaknesses. They were all up in our grill. We couldn't, like, shoot the ball the best. But And then finally in the second half, like, we took care of our business and played our own game instead of playing theirs. Yeah, you had a great game overall, 24 points, 
pretty much getting in every stat line other than blocks. Uh, just overall really great. And Brent Cox really coming in and stepping up mm-hmm. with 15 points of his own. We were talking before we hit the record button. A lot of great shots. Just they didn't seem to fall. Is is it just something to get used to at the beginning of the season? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's going to happen to every player. I mean, the averages are going to work out. I mean, Bryce is a great shooter. This. I mean, our first two scrimmages and our first game, maybe it hasn't reflected that, but we have all trust in the world that he can take 10 threes a game, and most of the time he's going to make five or six of them. I mean, at the start of last year, I think our first two or three games, we were shooting like four of 28 or something crazy like that. That is absurd, but, I mean, the numbers are going to work themselves out. The next couple games, there could be one we shoot 65% from three or 70% from three and hit everything. And all the numbers are going to equal themselves out. I mean, one bad night's not going to define us, and we right. have all the trust in the world. Like, everyone knows their role, and, like, our shooters know when they're open to shoot the ball, and they're going to start falling. Speaking of shooting, Hayden Jones coming off – He's big off the bench, six points, but those were two very good momentum-shifting baskets. They were. He's a very mature player as a freshman, I can say. It's like he doesn't turn the ball over. He doesn't go try to get his points when he needs to be. He's just sound defender, and, like, when he needs to shoot the ball or need, need him to and when he's open, he can hit shots, and that's what he did. Those two threes back-to-back, I know. I think Mount St. Joe was on some time of run, and it was late in the first half. And I remember I hit him on a flare, and then the next one he got kicked to from a man at the top of the key, and he sunk them both. I mean, those are two of the biggest plays of the game. It was a momentum change that we couldn't get anything going. We weren't hitting shots, and then out of nowhere at six straight points that hit a three, got a stop, came down, and he hit another three. I mean, it's big plays for a freshman to be making early in his career in his first collegiate game. Yeah, I was honestly surprised to see that he was a freshman. You know, when you just look at him, you're almost like, that guy is a transfer mm-hmm. from somewhere. But he did really great. And uh, I want to touch, you did mention your high school, Hamilton Southeastern, right? Yep. Uh, what is it like going from a school that big where, you know, you have players like Gary Harris, Zach Irvin at one point earlier in their careers? Mm-hmm. What is it like going from a place like that to trying? It was a big change at first. I mean, my high school had more students than trying altogether. Right. And at first, it was a really big change, but not so much as you would think because being at a school like that, I was in the same grade as people for so long that I knew everyone, and it didn't feel as big as what it was. I mean, I'd walk through the halls, and I can name a lot of people just because I've been going to school with them since kindergarten or first grade or been playing sports with them for my entire life. And then I got here— It was actually really nice to have a brand new, like, open feeling where I only knew, like, the guys on the team and I would have to go out, like, meet people on my own. It was actually, I liked doing that. And it was, like, a much, it was a much needed change. But athletic wise, I mean, it was awesome to see. I mean, those two, of course, who have made their NBA, NBA G League, and then plenty of D1 players that, I mean, my high school roster, I think, I went through a couple of years ago and looked and, like, of my senior year, like, six of them. Or like got D1 offers or D2 or NAIA or even more. I think our entire roster my senior year is playing college basketball besides like two people. So it was just being around like high levels of basketball like brought me to where I was today. I'd say that's one of the better programs in the state, especially over the past, probably since 2010, mm-hmm. been one of the better ones. And, you know, you're probably the only one who can say that you're an All-American. <laughs> There's actually, I know another D3 guy that was as well, but besides that, I think, yeah, we're the only two All-Americans. All right. Well, John, uh, what do we have for uh, Manchester? They don't seem to be that great. Yeah. Not, um, <laughs> we're just going to be brutally honest. <laughs> yeah. A, a team that, again, record last year might not reflect the mm-hmm. improvements they've made this year, but I've got some news from an inside source that they're starting like three freshmen. 
and that could be trouble for them. Obviously, not all freshmen are going to step up like Hayden Jones did yeah. in that game and hit those big shots. So, obviously, not a game you want to overlook. You can't overlook any games, especially when you guys are number seven. And, I mean, obviously, this guy over here knows that. But <laughs> I'm talking to the fans yep. right now. Uh, not a game you can overlook because, I mean, crazy, crazy things can happen at any point in time. And especially early in the season, cold shooting nights are going to happen, getting back in a game rhythm. So... Should be a fun one to watch tonight. Yeah, and for this being Manchester's first game, not having that great going against a team like yours, it's almost like it's almost a game like that where you're gonna have to expect blows mm-hmm. just straight to the stomach or may, maybe into the mouth. I don't know. Just, just I mean, very tough game. Every game we're gonna get like our opponent's best shot. We're never gonna have a team that's like an okay team that has a really bad game against us. Us having that number seven beside us are known as a nationally ranked team and one of the best teams in the nation. We're always going to get every team's best shot. That's why we can never overlook teams, and we have to go one at a time. I mean, even Manchester, who, I mean, I think I saw a tweet today, they haven't had a home game in like 600 days that like we they could fully pack the crowd. And because of that, I mean, it's going to be loud. It's going to be a very great environment for a gym, and we can't overlook it. And even though the freshmen are coming in, I mean – we still got to do the things that we know best. We got to do our shot fakes or pass fakes. Like that's how we're going to expose the freshmen that aren't used to the collegiate style and then getting up and down and just, I don't know how many scrimmages they've had so far and how well they've done it them. But I mean, we do more of like scouting, just we stick to our own principles and it can apply to any team we play. That's what we're hoping for tonight. And then just scout wise, know the people we're going against the shooters, the drivers, anything like that. We just got to take care of our matchups, expose what we can and, Play the best game we can, and and uh, one thing I'm really excited to hopefully there'll be a stream for it. I mm-hmm. yeah, I imagine okay. Manchester usually has okay. stuff. Okay, pretty cool. good about that. So that's my night tonight. I'll be <laughs> watching the game. But um, one thing I always love watching about your team is your guys' defense. Not only just like individuals, like you know Manny winning D- defense player of the year last year. I feel like anyone from the team you could almost like draw from a hat and they could be defensive player of the year. Uh, what? Is that Brooks really instills in you guys to get that going? That's a big thing with coach and also a big thing with our players, too, that we have, like, taking a loving for defense. And especially last year, it's shown more than my first two years here. It's like we accepted that we may not be, like, the best offensive team out there. We're not going to go score 90 points every game. But we can lead the league or lead the nation in steals and blocks and charges that aren't even going to show up in the box score. Like, we take pride in getting stops on the defensive end because it's just, like, gut crushers for the other team. And that's one thing is, like, every day at practice, we spend 30 minutes going against our scout group or our second team just playing defense back and forth and just getting stops. And that's what we pride ourselves in, and we've taken a real liking of it. I know, I mean, Manny got Defensive Player of the Year. Bryce was one of the best big man defenders in the league last year, even though we have yep. Brent and uh, Manny, who's six foot seven, six foot eight. We put Bryce, who's six foot five, undersized, going against the best bigs in our conference, and he did perfect. I mean, he was amazing at it. And then me, Aiden, and Bryce, I'm pretty sure led the uh, conference in steals as well. I mean, the other everyone else is good. like everyone plays a big part in our defense, and we flow so well. And that's where like a chemistry comes along as well too. Is we flow so well as a team that when one person like makes a gamble on defense, trying to make a play. And, oh, the defense or the offense thinks they have an open lane now, the next person's right there. So it's just an amazing – like, it's fun every day in practice playing defense. And when we get to the um, game, we're not even talking about the offensive end. Like, oh, we're going to do this and that, but we're focused on we're going to get a stop. And that's what we pride ourselves in. You touch on the chemistry. 
usually colleges it's a revolving door you know every year you got players leaving what is it like to have the same core and even adding more players from an undefeated regular season i mean it's been awesome i mean all even since like the end of last year we knew like no one's leaving we're gonna get everyone back and we're gonna have a couple new incomers so after summer a lot of us were together working out random times we spent our camp here together that we do every summer then coming into this year it's like we didn't skip a beat everyone was back together i mean this is more than just a team, like at other levels. I don't know how other schools do it or other, like even in high school, like you have your own friend group, then you have your team as well. Here, that's everything. I mean, I'm with my teammates every second of the day in classes with them and uh, at practice. And then we go back to our house and we'll play card games. Or we'll watch shows or games or go out to eat. Like I'm with these guys 24-7. And that's what made us such like a close, connected group. And not having anyone leave from last year and having everyone back, that's just made it even better that we have another whole year together just to grow our chemistry even more to proceed with whatever we're doing on the court and, like, our success on the court and especially gain, like, those relationships off the court as well. I was going to say, you could really see the chemistry in team after winning that tournament. Mm. Just unbelievable. Just everyone hugging everyone, just no one being left out of the celebration. Yeah, It was a great thing to watch. I was lucky enough to be there along with John and yeah that was uh that was an awesome night that was that was pretty cool I will never forget that night especially uh Manny Steele to the oh dunk oh my gosh the play of the year <laughs> I was everyone was had anxiety as he was dribbling off the court <laughs> he made it work and it was a play of the year and I could not have been happier for uh, that kid yeah that was that whole week was just incredible because <clears throat> Not only we had you guys playing, we also had the women's team playing mm-hmm. in the tournament, and they were all at home except for the women's final. And Which is a shame. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to bounce back this year. They're going to yeah. take it from them. That's what I was going to say. He just took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> yep. You might as well just have the, just get rid of me at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's a uh, – do you mind if we talk about the women's team for a little bit? Yeah, of course. Uh, just what do you uh, think is what stands out from the women's team? I think just as much as our connection is their connection as well. I mean, those girls are always together as well. And they have an amazing coach with Andy Rang. And I always see them in the gym. And just as much as, like, I pride myself as being in the gym working out beyond practice, every day I'm in there I see a different girl or different groups of girls working out as well. Like, they take pride in making themselves better in what they do. And every day at practice they're doing stuff to make themselves better. And we'll sit and watch their practices and they'll sit and watch ours. We learn off one another. And then – I'm saying I don't think I've ever walked into the gym and I've not seen any of the girls in there as two working out before their practice is even happening. And they also go very in-depth with, like, their scouting reports and everything like that. It's just amazing to watch two great programs side-by-side do it together. And it's shown with them number three preseason in the nation. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And then, I mean, they're going to take the championship from Hope this year. I just know. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. That's what I love to hear. A lot of, lot of things that need to happen. When we play Hope, yep, W is the main one. Mm. The one thing that really stood out to me, you know, when I see that they had an exhibition against Butler, I was kind of like, interesting. I want to see how that turns out. I wasn't expecting a seven-point loss, though. That's unbelievable. Mm. And, you know, you look at the stats last year. Butler didn't do that great, but it's still a D1 team. Yeah, you D1 cannot team. take that away from us. You can never take it away because those girls are getting paid to go to college for sports. Like, yep. they're – Getting, they're getting their college paid for to play basketball. And we have these girls who aren't getting paid at all, just like the rest of the teams here, who are going into their place too. And I wasn't able to watch the game, sadly, but I know some of my teammates did drive down for it. And they said it was just back and forth the entire game. It was a really good game. And I know Tara, their preseason All-American, 
she's a bucket. She had 20, I'm pretty sure. Shot <laughs> yep. the lights out. And I heard everyone played really well and sound. And I know if they had – what I heard, if they had five more minutes in that game, it was going to be a W in the trying column. Yeah, and especially since you go into Hinkle Fieldhouse, which I would – I wouldn't control. I couldn't control myself yeah. if I walked in the Hankel, and let alone just to play. That's the most historic mm-hmm. venue, probably in all of America. Yeah. And you're walking in there, you're hand, handing them a really good game, and that's just unbelievable. I cannot wait for their season to start. They're going to play Saturday and Sunday. Just unbelievable. Uh, as I said, both programs just incredible. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else to say other than yeah, yeah, yeah just kill it. It's incredible. I mean, watching them. Come in, you, Bryce, Aiden, you guys all came, Reese, all came in in the same class. And the growth from then to now has been incredible. I remember talking to like Langston and Jason Clune that year, and they're like, man, these guys, they're different. And you guys have lived up to the billing. And I'm definitely excited that I've gotten to witness as much as I have. And then same thing with the women's team, that whole, that whole group, they, it seems like, okay, these people are leaving. They're very key pieces. And then mm-hmm. next year, it's like, holy cow, you're halfway through the season. And you're like, wow, they didn't even skip a beat. Mm-hmm. Like, they just bring in such incredible players that come in and contribute at a high level as freshmen. And it's just, it's incredible. I guess <clears throat> the thing I'm curious of is how important do you feel it is to take what you guys have learned the past couple of years and to pass that knowledge on to the freshmen that are incoming about, you know, not giving up and working your tails off. Cause I'm sure there's times along your, your path where you could have been like, nah, I'm good. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, times where you weren't playing as much. And I mean, now obviously you're one of those, (laughs) one of those guys that can really, you know, tried and true and push it on to guys like, Hey, there's no point in giving up because you could, could end up, you know, where I was and possibly even higher. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing about, like, basketball and any sports design is, like, learning from your experiences. I mean, even since freshman year, we had our first championship, and then sophomore year, we kind of had a little drought. But it's, I mean, learning the positive and negative traits. Like, you got to look at both things that you're learning from upperclassmen and take them into perspective. And everyone knows, like, we had certain good things about the groups ahead of us and certain bad things. And we knew as our class going to our, I guess, our upperclassmen, our junior year, which seemed like our senior year because we were the oldest ones and we had no seniors with us last year, knowing what traits to display and knowing like how to go about everything. But then another thing with what you were talking about of like talking about your experiences and learning about them is say you're not playing as a freshman or a little bit as a sophomore. I was the exact same way. I started my first couple games here as a freshman, didn't play the next couple, played even less games my sophomore year. And then I saw an opportunity and I took the most advantage of it. You just have to be fully prepared and like fully ready for when your name is going to be called because you never know when it's going to be called. I mean, taking it back a look, Baldwin Wallace, my sophomore year, Jason Clune, who you just mentioned, doesn't play the entire game. We're down by five, I think, with like four seconds left or five seconds left. He gets subbed in after sitting on the bench for 39 minutes in a row, hits an and one three to almost tie it. We ended up losing the game anyway, but it's something like that that you just have to know when your name's called. You just have to be prepared at all times, and you can't get discouraged about, oh, I didn't play this game. I only played this many minutes. It's just about how you're going to respond because the coaches aren't going to think, oh, we didn't put him in this game. We didn't put him in this game. That means we have to put him in here. They're looking at like types of matchups, what you do best, what you don't do best, and what's going to help us that game. And the best thing you can do is just expand 
what you're doing for those freshmen. It's very important for us to like talk to them too is we take a big pride in like bringing the freshmen aside like when they make a mistake in practice or anything like that, telling them, hey, you could have done this switch here. You could have rotated it here faster just to get a better look and died. And, oh, you made a turnover because you did this instead of this. It's just passing our knowledge on because when we were freshmen, that's what we wanted as well. So it's all about just that chemistry and just bringing them into the group and letting them like just learn off of us and being a good uh, role model, I guess, for them. Yeah, one thing with uh, when it comes to sports, especially basketball, it's almost like some people don't want to pass on their knowledge because it's like, why would I do that? They can get my minutes from that. Mm-hmm. But people don't realize your legacy is not only on the court, it's what the program is after you're gone. Mm-hmm. And that's something I wish a lot more people would understand because it just it's never made sense to me. Like when I played in high school, it was always just I got to tell my guys what they need to do in order to be great. And after I left, I mean, well, it's not been great so far, but they've made huge strides, and mm. I'm proud of that. And uh, it's just unbelievable to see from, uh, like, yeah, just Hayden Jones again coming in <laughs> huge. And just and then Riley Cox also coming in pretty big, kind of like, almost like an empty stat line, but still the if you're watching, his impact was unbelievable. Yeah. And you would never believe that he was – a JV player the last two years right. and comes in our very first game and getting minutes. I mean, he's made tremendous strides. And like another one, just like I mentioned earlier about shooters, maybe went 0 of 2 or whatever it was from 3, but he's going to shoot the lights out of the ball just any game on the schedule. You just never know when it's going to be that he's going to come out, hit four or five threes for us, and he's going to make a big impact. He's one of those guys that's knocked down, and we have full faith in the world when it comes his time and we swing it to him on an open shot that he's going to step up and he's going to hit it. Yeah, luckily you guys do have that faith in him because – that they can get discouraged like that. Mm-hmm. Be like, hey, I missed two shots in a row. It's like, man, they're not going to pass me the ball anymore. But the way you guys still feed him is incredible to me. Yeah. <laughs> just, I know you guys are D3 athletes and, you know, you're just better than the average player. <laughs> but it's still incredible how wise that you guys are, mm-hmm. especially, you know, going into your senior year. Yeah. There's a big thing about our team is we know everyone's role. So we know, I mean, we had people who are shooters, like, their job, catch and shoot open threes, like our big guys, their post-ups. There's a couple others, like driving kicks to the basket or drive into the middle, take a jump shot. Like everyone knows each other's roles when they're playing basketball, like what's their best way to do on offense. So we know, hey, AD, you've missed two pull-up jumpers. The next one's going to go in. Brent, you've missed a couple post-ups. The next one's going to go in. Bryce, threes, you're going to hit four more in a row. Like we know it. Like we have full faith in the world. And it's not just we know what they are because we've seen it, but we've been with them like my group, I've been with Aiden and Bryce, not Reese anymore since he can't play, but the other two I've seen 100,000 shots that they've put up doing what they do best, and I'm going to like have full faith in the world that they're going to hit their next one. If they don't hit that one, they're going to hit their next one. It's always going to be that way. Yeah, and you could tell that you were telling Brent to keep going because he was getting hacked mm-hmm. down yeah, in that game. Just I don't know what was up with those refs, man. I mean, yeah, I don't that, was, know. that was an interesting game. Uh, you have the Mount St. Joseph coach up and down the sideline screaming and hollering. Yeah. And I thought he was going to run on the court a couple of times <laughs> when you guys were on fast breaks. I was like, what is this guy doing? And then he's just hollering at the refs. And then Connor Jones gets bumped or whatever, almost got a steal, I think it was. And then he says something and gets teed up immediately. Yeah, that made no sense to me. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> it. Was Of how that game was, that should not have been a tech at yeah. all. <laughs> it was their first game too, man. I'll give them a pass like for a little bit, I guess. But it was just interesting. Um, something that you talked about there that I would like to touch on. It got talked about on the broadcast a little bit. But obviously no Reese McGinsey this mm-hmm. year. That's... 
that's a big time loss. I mean, that's a guy that provides a lot of really quality minutes off the bench. I'm still super happy he gets to be on the bench. I've had I had a class with him or two. He's a re- just a great person. Yeah, great person. Um, is there anything you'd like to say about about quite possibly? I think he could win teammate of the year. Oh, on that team, as great of a group of guys you are, I know that Reese would be in strong contention for teammate of the year. If there was a teammate award, I'd give it to Reese a hundred times over. And what you mentioned earlier is like you're like um, can't think of the word. Your how you like are about a person or how people know you isn't just on the court, but it's off the court as well. Mm-hmm. And Reese Mott, like he, I think he was fifty three or fifty four points he scored. I read an article about him. But that's there's so much more to Reese as a basketball player and as a teammate that goes beyond like his stats in the lot in the box score each night. He's the best team I ever had, and I don't think there could be anyone that even comes close to who he is as a person. The energy and like togetherness that he brought with us is like you can't replace it for anything in the world. And the fact that he's still able to continue his coaching career, what he's gonna do past schooling and still be a part of this team is like the best thing about him. And he would always come in and you always knew he's going to hit the three for us whenever we needed him. And he was always going to step up when we needed him most to and the limited opportunities he had might have last year. Or he was going to get a stealer. He's going to step in front of someone and take a charge. But he does so much for this program that you might not see in the box score and the headlines that we would not be winning any championships. We would not have three rings for it with us right now if it wasn't for him. He's one of the biggest parts to the Tri-Men's basketball program. He's going to be one of the Best, best names and most like brought up names after we go through and after other generations of trying basketball players come in. I say I don't know that many people who will go through what he's gone through and still be able to be on the bench and even be a coach in that role. Just an unbelievable role model for Reese. Just I, I missed watching him play yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. Learn a lot from. Again, a lot of people can learn a lot of things from you and your journey here. A lot of people can learn a lot of things from Reese, too. I mean, that's a kid that, man, tough, tough yep. as nails, not going to give up. He's going he's gonna to work for whatever he needs, and I think that's awesome. Yeah. His life changed out of nowhere in the middle of summer, but it never discouraged him. We went and saw him over the summer, and he still had that smile on his face and the Reese laugh like he always does, and he wasn't going to let anything stop him. And one thing didn't work out. He wasn't allowed to play basketball again, but he found a way to still be a part of like what he loves to do. He loves to be a part of basketball. He loves to coach, and that's what he's going into, and he found a way to be able to do it, and I couldn't be happier for him. And even with him not being able to coach, he's still there every day at practice making us better. Just earlier, I got a text right before I walked in here. Hey, we have a game today. I'm going to be at the gym at 2. Whoever wants to work out, get in here, and I'll help you out. Like He's that guy that he means so much to everyone on our team and our program that like it's just amazing what he's done. So I love when uh, players and also coaches will do that, be like, they'll almost put in more work than what other coaches would be like, Hey, I'm going to be here like a half hour early than the other coaches. Mm-hmm. I'm going to open up the gym. You guys just go do your, do your thing. And unbelievable for Reese. Just again, after that tournament, win, that he, he yeah. lit up so much and it was unbelievable mm-hmm. to see. And he was one, uh, it was uh, him and Aiden and a couple other guys came over to the, remember came over to the broadcasting team. Oh. That said thank you for everything, yeah. mm-hmm. and that meant a lot to me, especially since that was like my fifth game at that point. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I haven't been here at all. <laughs> Drew's, Drew's, Drew's a child still, yeah, basically. Yeah. I was like, I haven't been here at all, but cool. But uh, man, John, we have any more? No, I think that's all. I think there's, 
I think we've talked. I think we've taken enough of this time. Yeah. Man's time. Uh, it's um, it's one o'clock. He's got a he's got yep. a practice to get ready for. Apparently at two. I think he was dropping a hint. Uh, <laughs> he might go for another one of his trademark three hour runs. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, this guy's oh, yeah. this guy's crazy. So, Nick, we appreciate you. Well, uh, thank you guys so much. Good luck tonight. Uh, hopefully, you guys beat Manchester. My uh, one of my high school teachers went to Manchester, so I love to talk crap to him whenever we win. <laughs> we'll so, see what we can do. <laughs> yeah, if you do that for me, that would be great. And uh, yeah, good luck the rest of the season, man. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Big shout out to Nick Bowman for coming in. That was a very amazing interview. Uh, best of luck to the men's team as they continue on with their season. And hopefully they will beat Manchester so I can talk trash to my uh, high school teacher about it. Uh, also want to thank John Kay for coming in and talk about basketball and football, as always. And, of course, Jacob Dalsel for coming in and talk about hockey. Uh, be sure to follow everyone on Twitter. At Storm Center Pod, at Trine Broadcast. Jacob Nelson is at Nelson0973. John K is the real John K underscore. I am at DEverhard00. And that will be it. Good luck to all Thunder teams. And hopefully we can see some NCAA tournament wins from the soccer teams. And that will be it. Want to thank you guys for listening. We will talk to you next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.